Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. Get Sharpie and Steve today. How you doing, Sharpie? I am doing well. How about you, Steve? I am doing peachy. We're, we're, we're going to give a, a, a big... From Georgia. Hey, howdy, and aloha to Lisa, who yes. is not with us, Lisa. because Lisa is in Hawaii. Yeah, Alani. So if you want to know more about Alani, and then she just left Disneyland in California, which Sharpie and I were reminiscing on another show about how long it's been since we've been to Disneyland in California. Definitely time to go back. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll have information on the uh, new Marvel Avengers section over there and uh, the electrical, what the Main Street Electrical Parade, uh, which is. I'm sure it's marvelous. Yes. I'm sure (laughs) it's marvelous. I know it's sad, though. They got rid of the uh, Bugs Land, which was so amazingly themed, but. But it was mostly kitty stuff. So they got the rid of my favorite. Choo train. The cha- yes. The um. Oh, I can't think. What's the little the the little caterpillar's name? Um. Oh, Heimlich. Heimlich. Thank you. Heimlich's choo choo. Heimlich's choo choo train. You all look like little ants. <laughs> it was so well done. So cute. Oh my gosh. But uh, bigger and better things. So we came up with. We're going back to some basics. So. If this is your first Walt Disney World trip and your first time listening to Mouse Chat and you came here because you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, we wanted to go over our 30 first-timer Walt Disney World tips. Uh, And if you are a longtime Mouse Chat listener, some of these you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know I need to do that. I forgot about that one. So there's some good tips Or if you haven't been to Walt Disney World since the pandemic. This is true. It seems like everything is... This is is kind of a great... uh, a great dip back to some basics that you might want to yep. update yourself on or, or come to know. Yeah. Yeah. All my friends, it's amazing. Cause we're involved in Disney and then everyone's like, Hey, at work, they'll be like, Oh, I'm going to Disney world. Like, Oh, do you have all your tickets and everything? Oh yeah. I got my tickets. Do you have a park reservation? No, I, I just, well, what? <laughs> I just bought my ticket. Oh no, no, no. Let me help you out. Yeah. So much has changed so quickly. So. So let's, uh, so 30 tips. It could be a, uh, could be short show. could be long. We'll see how it goes here. So you want to start with tip number one? Tip number one. You're going to want to download and explore the My Disney Experience app. And if you haven't been to Disney World in a while, mm-hmm. you will want to update the app. Uh, it can sometimes be a little on the cantankerous side, uh, getting logged back in after you update the app, or if you've, if you have a new device since you've last been to Disney world, you're definitely going to want to make sure that you download the app at home, get it updated to the most current version, get all of your payment information made, uh, and make sure you're completely up to speed on all of the updates and navigation changes that have happened within the app. So yes. there's a lot happening there. Uh, and you want to make sure that you're completely up to date. So you're not having to do it out either on park Wi-Fi or on uh, wireless Internet. Uh, you want to make sure that you do that at home where you have good, solid connection, get all your credit card information updated in there so you can do uh, all the different payment options and such. Uh, but you'll definitely want to make sure you have the app downloaded, updated, 
re-updated. Make sure you're logged in uh, because there are uh, some different security requirements where they will check your identity and stuff like that as part of the login process. And believe you me, mm-hmm. as someone who had an update, uh, I did the update before I left, Uh-oh. but I did not log back in. It was a gigantic pain in the rear end to be in a park, having to up re re uh, <laughs> having to change my password, all that stuff. So t- take it, take my advice, learn from me. Do it all before you leave home. Oh, related to that, which I did not put on our 30. This is a bonus one. Related to the uh, My Disney Experience app is uh, take screenshots. So if you have dining reservations and you know you have them, take a few screenshots of those. Um, because anything important on there. I always take screenshots of my reservations as well. Because I always feel sometimes I walk up there and they're like, do you have a park reservation? I'm like, yeah, here's a screenshot. <laughs> Cause it's not working. So I always take screenshots of anything that's important. Uh, cause I'm always, or sometimes my phone, I can't connect and I'm, and I'm standing somewhere and, and they don't have the information. And then I'm like, Oh, here's a screenshot. So it saved me many times. All right. So number two, I just have, this is a general one. So getting familiar with Walt Disney world overall. So like the resorts, where things are, What's at what park? Because um, it's, it's good to know, like, okay, I'm at, I'm at this resort and it's on the monorail, or this one's only buses, or this one has buses and boats. So you kind of get a lay of the land. I think it's like 42 or 44 square miles for Walt Disney World. So it's a huge property and there's a tons of stuff. And you don't want to get there and be like, okay, we're going to Harry Potter World today at Hollywood Studios. No, no, no. So make sure you know what's where uh, and you do a little research on that end. So, you know, like you, you don't go there with your uh, capes and wands in hand and then realize you should have been at Universal Studios, which actually I'm sure happens occasionally. So Sharpie, anything on that one? Are you ready to go to the next one? Just like the time I was on the monorail and I overheard people asking, <laughs> wondering, wondering what stop that universal was going to be. And I just, I didn't, I no, I didn't have the heart to tell them. I know it's like that, that no, that doesn't happen here. See, so that's why. Yeah. So do a little research before you go, at least understand some of the basics. Um, it'll make your trip that much better. And in this particular era, know what is open and what is not. Oh, that's, this is true. That's on the list later with renovations and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, it's going ahead. So number three, uh, plan your trip during slower seasons or at least know about special events that might change or limit park capacity uh, and also know um, which holiday seasons to avoid, which holiday weeks to avoid, but also know what other events are going on at Walt Disney World that might impact your stay or change how you experience the park, such as the different Epcot festivals and things of that nature, or attending Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party mm-hmm. early in December, because once you get into that, the, those last uh, couple weeks before Christmas, that they stop doing it, but they continue doing the parade and all of that stuff. At least that's what they've always done in the past. So yeah. make sure that you know 
know what those lower seasons are. And those kind of change a little bit from year to year, honestly. Uh, peak crowd attendance or, or, or peak park capacity, that all of that has completely changed since the pandemic. So mm-hmm. make sure you you know the rules of engagement and know what to expect, when to expect it. Yeah, you don't want to go to the Magic Kingdom and be excited to watch the fireworks and then get kicked out at seven o'clock because it's a Halloween party or Christmas party right. night. Yep, exactly. You don't want to don't want to miss your miss your opportunity. Yep. Uh, so number four, quick, easy one, but uh, very important. Get a good pair of shoes. Don't get them new before your trip. So wear them around. Make sure you've got Do some. Get them new before your trip. Well, yeah. Make sure it's weeks or a <laughs> yeah. month in advance. Yeah. So you wear them around. You break them in, and you've, and then even then, I've 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 been there, and then it's just poured down rain, and they're just so you know you're like walking in a half, you know two or three inches of water, and you're just soaked, and you're like, oh, I got to It's eleven o'clock. I'm gonna get back up at seven and do this again, and this is the only pair of shoes I got, and they're I just can't get them to dry out. So maybe bring a second pair too. All right. Number five, Sharpie. As, as alluded to earlier, make sure you check and see what's open and what's closed. Uh, also check the refurbishment schedule. Uh, make sure that your favorite attraction isn't going to be closed. Yeah. So I think we had a, you, you, didn't you have a guest that was worried about one of the pools too, and they go up and down. Correct. Yeah. Disney does a great job of keeping their pools uh, up to, up to date, making sure that they're in great condition, looking, looking fantastic. Uh, cause when you, when you think about it, pools are very hard to maintain. Anyone who's ever had a pool knows that, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the constant water exposure and everything and, and being out in the elements all the time, uh, pools require a lot of maintenance uh, and Disney does a great job of keeping the pools up to date, maintained, uh, highest level of safety concern, uh, to make sure all of that is, all of that is in order so you can enjoy your swim without saying, I don't want to swim in that pool. Yeah. All right. Number six, little plug for Sharpie. Use a travel agent because Sharpie knows all these things already. So he can help walk you through them all, let you know about my Disney experience, what's going on, what's changing. Disney believe me, packages. it's hard to keep up with all the changes oh, because like sometimes these constant. days I even have to say, I'm going to have to check on what that, <laughs> what the, what the policy currently is yeah. because so much has been in a, in a state of flux. I yeah. mean, there just today changes were released to how park reservations are done. They're not going anywhere, not park reservations are not going anywhere, uh, but how they're done uh, changed a little bit uh, with, with the website and the app. So you want to make sure that, you know, know all the details. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a never ending, never ending game. And then they, when they change there, it's basically, okay, uh, by tomorrow morning, this is going to be the new thing. So they uh, don't give you a lot of rollout time on a lot of them. Uh, all right. So Sharpie number seven. Uh, plan out your days. Know, know what you're, and you have to, you have to plan out your days because you have to have park reservations and not all parks are available every day, uh, when booking last minute. So have, have a plan, have a plan for your trip, uh, and do your very best to stick to that plan. Uh, so that way you don't have to do a lot of, uh, shuffling or reshuffling or changing reservations or updating, uh, 
your itinerary and all that stuff. So, so try your best to choose a plan and stick to the plan. Yes. So make sure you have all that, all that planned out. Uh, if you're like me, you're using either a spreadsheet or at least something, some uh, other app for planning. I, I have another app that I use for planning, uh, full, full trip itinerary, not just, not just Disney component, but mm-hmm. So yeah, make sure, make sure you got all, all your, all your plans in place, you know, exactly what to expect. And, uh, if you're flying in what your flight schedule is and what to expect, uh, in terms of wh- which gates you're, you, that you're coming into, you know, all the, all those details, make sure you have all of your stuff planned out. You know what to do, know where to go, uh, especially for first time visitors. It can be very overwhelming. Yeah. So, yep. 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 Yeah, you don't want to understanding wanna... as much as possible in advance will help your trip move a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't want to show up at Disney anymore and just be like, oh, we'll just wing it. You need to have a little bit of uh planning under your belt and something set up. Uh so you're not disappointed. So number eight is understanding Genie Plus. So this has replaced Fast Pass. If you haven't been there, it was it replaced the free system with a paid system uh, where you pay so much per day per person to get access to basically digital fast passes that you do on your app. Uh, but there's a lot to it. There's a lot, lot, lot. So there's when you purchase it and linking all your accounts so you can purchase it uh, and then being able to pick attractions for your group and how that works. Uh, and when you need to try to do that to get certain attractions before they're all gone. So there's a ton of stuff with the uh, GD plus. So, and then you can listen to some of our past shows or you can work with Sharpie on it. Cause he, he knows the system as well. Uh, or, um, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of stuff with Genie plus and it's never, it's never, it's never the same. It's a, it's a constant moving target with the, the Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and individual. Which attractions are on Lightning Lane? Yes, which they attractions keep are not changing. on Lightning Lane. There have been four distinct phases of those yeah. changes just within the last, I'm going to say, yeah. five to six months. Yep. Yeah. So they keep. If you've planned your trip a year in advance, what is in place at the time of your trip? may be completely different than what you initially thought and booked when you started your planning process. So yeah, by all means be aware. Yeah. And the other thing I think is key with it is it might be a fit for the magic kingdom because of the number of rides and attractions and you've got kids that you want to see all that. Um, but then it might not be worth it for animal kingdom or Epcot. It just depends, you know, what you want to do, how many attractions are on it. And, uh, if you want to pay for it for that day. So uh, so that was eight, nine. What do we have for nine Sharpie? Oh, one of my favorites. It's been so long. The, this, and th- again, th- this is another one that's like, uh, the changes there have as been well. changes back and forth over <laughs> the last, know. over the last few months, but, um, park hopping, uh, decide whether one, whether you're going to get your value out of a park hopper ticket. Uh, and, and I, I can tell you if you're going to be at Disney world for four days and you're going to spend one day at each park, you don't need the park hopper. It's whenever you start going 
we're going to do three days. Okay, well, you can actually hop between two parks and get all four parks in if you want to, or you're going to be there for seven days and you're, say, for instance, you're there during Food and Wine Festival in the fall, you might want to go over to Epcot every evening. I, avoid booking dinners entirely and just try the different booths during different nights of your vacation, especially if you're staying at a Skyliner resort or in the Epcot resort area. Mm-hmm. Make it easy on yourself. Just hop over to Epcot for dinner every night, catch the show, and walk back or or, or take the Skyliner. It's it, It's... You have to determine whether the value is there. Look at the time logistics required for park hopping uh, as far as waiting on buses, as far as going from from park to park. It does eat up time. Know what you're getting into. Know what the time commitment is and know that sometimes to get from park to park, it can take you an hour and a half to two hours. All depends on the on bus capacity uh, and bus frequency. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and where, yeah, where like you're at. Magic you're Kingdom to Epcot, you're probably looking at a, at a 30 to 40 minute transfer with that. With if you're using the monorail, yep. if not a little bit longer, depending on what your what your wait time is and what the, what the crowd volumes are. Yep. So just being aware. So ten is just uh, understanding the Disney transportation system, and now there is so much more with adding of the Skyliner. So you have boats, buses, Skyliner, monorail. You also have the mini M-I-N-N-I-E vans, which are uh, on Lyft uh, that you can pay for uh, on the Lyft app as well. So, cause what you want, you don't want to do is not realize like if you have dinner at the contemporary and you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you just take the monorail. So it's pretty quick and easy. And you can be there for dinner, even though you still need to leave some time because sometimes it runs slow. Um, but if you're over at Port Orleans and you've got dinner at the Contemporary, it's a little different story because you can't go from resort to resort on bus transportation. So sometimes it makes sense just to get a lift. Minivans you can also get as well, but they're uh, a lot more. They're, they're pricier than just a regular lift. So, yeah. So figure it out before you go. Like, okay, we have reservations here. We got to get out of the park and get back to the room. We got to get changed. And then we got to get from our resort to wherever we're having dinner. And if that's at another resort, it can be a lengthy process. All right, Sharpie, what do you got? 11. Oh, all the cool things that come with your package. Know the benefits of staying on property. Uh, and take advantage of them if you're staying on property. Of course, dizzy transportation, early morning hours. If you're at a deluxe resort, you have your extra evening hours. Um, traditionally, the whole package pickup thing is an on-property benefit. Not seeing that back yet. Uh, of course, tra- being able to charge to your room, uh, connecting your magic band or your touch-to-pay device uh, to your uh to your phone as well. And something interesting to note, uh, and the, the, for anyone who tracks credit card points or really uses your uh, Disney Visa when you're traveling, uh, how those charges are coded can depend on what your earning volume is uh, as far as points and things like that, because you may make a food or beverage purchase, but it is marked as a travel purchase whenever charged directly to your hotel room. Look at you with the bonus. So if, you're, 
Yeah. So yeah, if you if if you're uh, the type that tracks uh, your spending based on what your earning is on credit cards, uh, there can be a benefit if you earn more points for travel related purchases uh, by doing room charge versus a food and beverage purchase that would be charged directly to your card. So know, know, know what those categories are and how, how to maneuver all of that. For our July trip, all of our uh, on-property food and beverage purchases were done strictly with rewards points uh, nice. through the Disney Visa. Oh, so that's a good idea. It was, yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, a great savings uh, from, from the different things that, that I had, had charged over, over the course of a couple of years. And the most important thing to remember is if you are a Disney visa card holder, uh, you will want to make sure that you move your points to your rewards card, because if you leave the points hanging on your card, they can expire. Uh, and you don't want to do that. You want to definitely make sure you're getting those points transferred over to your rewards card. Uh, Every at least every couple months to make sure that nothing, none of your rewards points are expiring on you before you get a chance to use them. So hmm. just make sure, make sure you're aware of that and how to get the best, best deal and take advantage of rewards programs as much as possible. That's a good idea. Up to and including the pre-purchase of Disney gift cards. Oh, that's a good one too. Store this or is something true. like that. Yep. If if you're earning earning additional fuel perks or anything like that. So just make sure, you know, yep. uh, know the benefits of staying on property and take advantage of the little, little eccentricities and a little, little side note there on yeah. budgeting and saving and planning and there you taking go. advantage of credit card rewards. I don't know if they still do this cause it's been so long since I've done it this way, but the Starbucks, I have the Starbucks app. So I would use the Starbucks app at, Disney at Magic Kingdom or wherever I would get a drink. And then I would get my bonus stars in the Starbucks app. And then I would also let them know uh, that I'm an annual pass holder or DVC member. And I would also, in addition to getting the Starbucks points, I would get the Disney discount on the Starbucks drink. So that way I got both. Hopefully they still let you do that. All right. So 12, should I get a Magic Band or the new Magic Band Plus? Uh, so you can still get magic bands. They're still available. And now they have magic band plus, which lights up and, uh, vibrates and does things based on your gestures and is tied to the play Disney, uh, app. So you can do the star Wars bounty hunter game, or you can interact with one of the 50th anniversary statues that are all over all four parks. They also interact with the nighttime shows and the what do they call those? The, the illuminary or the, uh, or the tree of life lights up and the, uh, Epcot mm -hmm. ball, the magical beacons. Oh, there you go. The magical beacons. So they interact with that as well. So, and then, uh, they still do the same thing you can always do. So you can open your room with it, which is kind of nice because when you have a bunch of stuff in your hands or you've got kids that you're carrying and you're trying to open the door and you're trying to find your room key, uh, or your phone to open the door, it's a lot easier just to touch your wrist. Uh, it's also, I, I like it at food and wine because I don't know how much money I'm spending. It makes it a little easier for me to actually enjoy buying drinks and food at the Epcot 
International Food and Wine Festival, and it's easier than getting your card out as well. Um, so yeah, they're not required. You can do pretty much everything you need to do without them. And they used to be free. We used to mail them to you from Pixie Vacations, and then Disney would mail them to you as well. Uh, but not anymore. I think they're about $20 for the regular Magic Bands, and they're about 35 to 40 or somewhere in that for the uh, Magic Band Plus. Yeah, and you can find some discounts occasionally, and it's a, on some of them it's a little bit cheaper to buy it through the app instead yep. of buying it through uh, the Disney website. But that is also another thing to take advantage of if you are a Disney card hold Disney Visa card holder is the different free shipping offers and stuff like that that you can get with Disney Visa or uh, percentage discounts. Yes, uh, be 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 aware of where you're purchasing and different purchase prices. Uh, and also know that the availability oh, yes. of the specific styles can be better directly through the app, mm-hmm. through the My Disney Experience app, versus Shop Disney because they are different distribution centers and have different inventory controls as far as what volume can be shipped and all of that stuff. So oh. make sure if if there's a specific band that you want not available on Shop Disney, be sure to check the app. Uh, Yes. But before you, before you make your purchase, I just, I bought two for my upcoming trip and I actually have the box in front of me. So it's got my partner's one, which looks pretty cool. And it has the orange bird one, um, which is also my, one of my favorites. And I got them at $10 off each because I bought them in the app for my trip. And they came from Davenport, Florida is, which is where I used to live when I lived over in Orlando. From the Experience Connection Center, <laughs> wherever that is. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you, I saved a little money. Yeah, the thing is, is they don't come real quick. So if you're, uh, I, I don't know, if you're two weeks out from your trip, eh, maybe. I think these took maybe a little over 10 days or, or, or a little longer to actually get here. So if you're going to be at the beach or somewhere else on your vacation or or you're ordering these uh, pretty close to your travel date, you might not get them. So I would order them well in advance. All right. So that was number 12, 13, Sharpie. Lucky number 13. Uh, And this is oftentimes a very big point of discussion uh, Mm -hmm. in planning a Disney vacation is where to stay. Uh, and I'm not talking about the debate versus on-site versus off-site. I'm talking about specifically deciding where to stay on-site, value, moderate, deluxe, deluxe villa. Uh, there, there are so many different options. Uh, and oftentimes I, I have I have clients who are shocked at, at what the cost is, the cost difference is from one tier to another. Yep. Uh, just this week I had, had one, one client post on – uh, the mouse chat fan community page uh, about their room at animal kingdom lodge and very classic example with, with different, different offers that are released and things like that. Sometimes you can upgrade uh, to a different class or category of resort with a promotion and end up paying about the same, or maybe, maybe slightly more uh, than what you were going to pay uh, at the beginning. Uh, so while you may not be saving money air quote saving money 
you're upgrading your experience. And for some people, that means taking a vacation of a lifetime at the resort they've always wanted to, to where they've always wanted to stay uh, for the same price as, say, for instance, the moderate that they had had booked before. So just be aware that whenever you book, you should plan to not have any discounts right now because Disney is very slim yeah. on discounting, especially uh, rooms right now. Uh, but definitely know that there are other opportunities that may arise down, down, down the pike, especially if you're booking a year out uh, where, where a discount may become available. Uh, and a really important thing to note is oftentimes a, a room discount release will be paired with the requirement that you have a specific ticket type on your reservation. So that's why I always encourage guests to book a package offer. So that way, if there is that release, a new offer released that has a ticket requirement on it, mm -hmm. you're meeting both the ticket requirement and the length of stay requirement. That way you can be eligible for the promotion. So Know, know what fits your vacation style. Uh, if this is the vacation of a lifetime, you're say, for instance, you're a frequent Disney World visitor. You've always stayed at a moderate or, or, or a value, but you, you want to take that resort style vacation where you spend a couple of days by the pool. Uh, you, you just enjoy the amenities that the resort has to offer. You're not necessarily in the parks from from sunup to sundown yep. or later every day. Uh, plan around that. So, so make sure that you have uh, your expectations kind of in check as to what you can expect from your resort. Awesome. All right. So I'm on to number 14. Uh, this is booking your dining reservations. How many days out? No longer 180. Let's drop down to 60. 60 days. So book your dining reservation 60 days out. So you at least have some dining on the books, uh, especially if it's something you that's hard to get into, that's a must do for you. Try to get ready and get those booked. Um, and also, do I think, mm -hmm. I've had this question, yep. do I think that Disney will ever go back to 180 day? No, I don't. I don't think they will. And the reason for that is because the amount of data that they are having no, to maintain true. integrity on for, for six months, six months Yeah, when it's working just fine to do it at 60 days in advance, it allows them to be a little bit more nimble and nimble and flexible with uh, dining refurbishments and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I, frankly, I don't see a purpose in it ever going back to 180 days. It, it, frankly, I, I think it's overkill deciding where you want to eat six months in advance. Please. <laughs> You know, That's ridiculous. I know it was. Yes. So hopefully, so there's a good, that might be a positive change. There you go. Sharpie, we're halfway there. Number 15. Oh, we're halfway there. <laughs> now I want to go to Jelly Rolls. Oh, it's been so long. They love us and hate us at Jelly Rolls. I think they love us. I think they love us now. I don't know. They originally loved us and they hated us. Now I think they love us again. It's been, they a love us. it's been a while. So I think we love them. Yeah. We love jelly rolls. So 15. Number 15. Lucky number 15. Figure out what you want to do in the parks. 
I know, I know that, that like, it's like, well, we want to go do it. Yeah. But what do you want to do in the parks? You need to have a priority list because most likely you're not going to get to do everything you want to do. There are times when that's definitely possible. However, the majority of the time, you're not going to get to do everything you want to do just because of crowds, lines, attraction, maybe down, yep. having a plan, having priorities and a really big one, especially if you haven't been to a theme park or to Walt Disney World since the pandemic is don't run yourself to death. Don't run yourself to death back and forth across the park. Well, we're, we're going to do Tomorrowland. We're, we're going to go over and do Space Mountain, and then we're going to go do Pirates. Uh, and then we're going to go back, and we're going to do Small World. And then we're going to go back and do Aladdin's Magic Carpets. And then we're going to go do the Haunted Mansion. And then we're going to go do the Jungle Cruise. Have a plan. Yeah. Don't run yourself back and forth and back and forth. You can save yourself so much wear and tear on your feet, especially early in the vacation. If you have a logistic plan thought out to, to, to move logically through the park, to enjoy things and experience things as you cross them. So this is true rather than back and forth. Yeah. And if there's a key oh, and, and then we're mm -hmm. going to run over here for dinner and then we're going to go back over there. And it's take your time, yep. enjoy the vacation. You get caught up in the want to run, 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 run. Yes. The, Especially your first few visits where, where you're like, oh, I have to do this. I heard about this thing and I have to do that thing while I'm there. So, yeah. Have yeah. A plan. Yeah. Have a so plan. Stick to the plan. And if you have to deviate from the plan, by all means, <laughs> listen closely. If you have to deviate from your plan, your vacation is not ruined. Oh, please. I know. If you follow any Facebook groups, where people just like lose their marbles mm. because their vacation was ruined because they didn't get to do things exactly the way they had planned. Oh, you, you like, no, <laughs> just no. no, 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 no. Your vacation is not ruined. Take a step back, take a deep breath, look around you, enjoy the soundtrack of the Disney parks in the background Wherever you may be, listen for that music. It's always there. You'll always find music at Disney parks, restaurants, and resorts. Listen for the music. Take it in. Your vacation is not ruined. I know. It's, I, it, there's, there's always Your some of those. Vacation is not dead. Yes. I, it, there's always a kid having a meltdown in a stroller and the parents are screaming about how much money they spent on the trip. I feel bad. But yeah, you just have to. Uh, relax and uh get through it and try to enjoy the, everything else and it's not it's just one moment of the vacation so all right so da, 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 16 so there are so many ways to actually get on rides attractions shows so just be familiar with them so there are child swaps so if you have kids and the kids are too small to ride you can actually do a child swap which I did many, many times with our kids. So Lisa would ride with our older kid and I would hold the baby and then Lisa would come back and hold the baby and I would get a front of the line pass uh, to go ride. There's also single rider. Single rider, I love to do a test track because I don't want to wait 45 minutes or an hour. And you, they split up your party so you're not riding together, but I don't know, 10 minutes usually when I do the single rider. So single rider is always a good choice. 
We talked about Genie Plus, uh, so you can purchase that. There's also um, lightning individual lightning lanes where you can purchase uh, rides and attraction tickets for one specific ride per person, about $14 and, and up uh, for that. And then you have the regular line, which is which they call the standby line, where you can just wait. So yeah, just kind of understand which which has what, and uh, if you want to split up the party or not, and uh, or, or get Genie Plus before you go. 17, Sharpie. <sighs> Make sure you understand, one, what the attraction is. Like, what's the ride system like? How are you going to be seated? What's the capacity are you sitting side by side? Is it a row of four? Plan for how your family is going to break down on each individual attraction uh, and how to be seated. And also make sure that you know the height requirements uh, for individual attractions. And if you've never been to Disney and you are taking little ones for the first time, don't do this with them. Do this while they're at school or taking a nap or whatever or while you have your AirPods in. Uh, watch uh, POV videos, point of view. Yep. Um, make sure that you see exactly what the attraction is and how it will be experienced, uh, and, and and some some kind of spook factors uh, that certain certain kids may see, feel, or experience during an attraction. Uh, for instance, the the attraction that I have seen the most kids absolutely flip out on is it's tough to be a bug. Oh, I love you. Your kid (laughs) is paralyzed about spiders and ants and crawling creepy things that they may not like. They may not like it's tough to be a bug. That's true. Especially Uh, when you have to make room for the cockroaches at the end and you get a little little wiggle in your butt. That's right. It can can be scary. What a good show. It's been so long since I've seen that show. Uh-huh. I, lo- I I love I I I wish they would update it some yeah. uh, and, and and kind of refresh it. Yep. But it's it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's the only. It's one of the few shows. Well, Muppet Vision is still. There used to be a ton of those shows, like the 4D. Um, not as many. Hmm. Yeah, and then I've heard uh, if you have kids like uh, that maybe have autism or on the spectrum and they need to kind of, they want to know, they feel better like knowing what it's going to be like before they go. And they, so I hear like, you know, the point of view videos for them, they like to watch them and then they kind of, they, they know what the ride is going to be about. And then it makes it a little easier for them to, to get on and, and experience it. Cause they, they've already kind of seen what happens. So that might help as well. Uh, so let's see. Oh, 18. It's been a long time since I've done this. I can't remember the last time I did number 18. Rope drop or not. So you can get there early, super early. There's advantages, especially if you do the early morning and you're staying on property. All four parks allow you in 30 minutes early if you're staying at a Walt Disney World resort. Uh, or you can and you can also go for rope drop where they kind of let you in and they have a little ceremony with the characters. And then you, it allows you to get on a, a good number of rides first thing before the lines get crazy. Maybe some of the ones over in Fantasyland, maybe Peter Pan and some others. Because uh, it seems like most people show up about 10 or 11 o'clock and they're getting in there, starting their day. 
by then you've got a good number of rides already done. You're getting ready to enjoy some lunch a little later, maybe go back to the hotel and take a nap or enjoy the pool because it's starting to get hot. And then you come back later. So if you can get yourself up, I always know that I'm always, everyone's like, yeah, we're doing rope drop. And then when you get there, it's a, it's a different story because <laughs> you're so, because you were up to like midnight. Cause there's no tired like Disney. I know you're so like, tired. <laughs> Disney tired is just a whole level. Yeah. A whole level of tired above average day to day. You know, I could take a nap this afternoon. Well, you've been up since mm-hmm. 5 a.m. You showered, you got ready, you went, you went, went to the park for rope drop and, and you know, here, here's the, uh, the, here's the flip side of rope dropping yep. is experiencing Florida mornings. Yeah. There are some mornings in Florida where the, the temperature is nice Yep, on, 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 on the less steamy side. Uh, like you said, you get to avoid a lot of the heat and the, the really harsh sun of the day. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's nice and quiet and calm. You go yep. get a Starbucks, you're walking down Main Street, USA. You can actually get a picture where it's not crowded. And there's, there's definitely some advantages and it. I don't know. If you're a morning person, it, I don't know. It just feels magical. Like if you go early or if you stay late. So and you, when Disney's lit up at night, it's pretty cool also. So yeah. So rope drop 19. What do you think Sharpie? I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but don't rush past the the, the little extras or the little touches. Uh, I mentioned the music earlier. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere. Pay attention to it. Tune in. Tune in to your surroundings. Uh, Don't get so caught up on next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing that you forget that that Disney touches everything. They want to make sure that everything has... A theme, a finished edge, uh, some little element of theming tucked in, uh, in in an unknown corner of the park, just like a tangled toilet. There you go. You have that little little tangled court area uh, that that is uh, themed with with Rapunzel, and you've got Rapunzel's tower high above the toilets. Uh, but be sure to notice the art inside the bathrooms. Uh, for one thing, inside the men's restrooms, there are there are cast iron skillets hanging on the wall, wanted posters for Flynn Rider uh, around Fantasyland. If you pay really close attention, you're going to see some uh, horseshoe prints in in into the concrete. And if you look really closely at some of them, you will see some of them say Maximus. Oh, very cool. I don't think I've seen that. Yep. If you, if you pay close attention uh, and, and there are just little things tucked in and around the parks everywhere that just heighten uh, the, the elements of theming and, and become all that much more immersive, uh, just like the, the concrete pattern uh, that you're going to find in uh, Liberty Square. Uh, that that is directly reflective of what streets would have looked like where you had a channel down the middle where sewage would have ran. So yes, there's no sewage, but just so you know, (laughs) that's a good thing, but it does remind Uh, me of the time that one uh, of the, uh, I I guess it was 
maybe one of the the machines at the the plaza there. Uh-huh. Um, the chocolate it, ice cream machine. Yeah, the, it, it like completely <laughs> the 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 a water pipe broke and it completely oh, flooded. Nice. Uh, Liberty Square. It's so more authentic. That, that was yeah, it was more authentic. quite quite the exciting day to be in Liberty <laughs> Square, but and especially like as you go through Haunted Mansion noticing all the little theming elements and all that stuff. So, it's not not just the big theme overall. It's all in the, it's all in the the mouse is in the details. Yeah. There's and there's hidden Mickeys. You can there's tons of little hidden Mickeys. There's even uh, all over the parks, resorts. Um, and there's also hidden Pascals over in that uh, Rapunzel area. There is a hidden Mickey that is only visible distinctly mm-hmm. one day a year. Wow. And that is in the queue for the Little Mermaid. Uh, there is a hidden Mickey-shaped hole in the rockwork where basically one day per year and that day happens to be Mickey Mouse's birthday. Oh, look at that. Where the sun hits exactly on that spot and it casts the shadow of Mickey Mouse in the queue of Little Mermaid attraction. That's so pretty cool. Know that there are things like that that you you may or may not catch. But those true. those are the cool things. Uh like the sword in the stone. Yep. Don't just walk past that. Immerse yourself in the story. Well, the other thing that is maybe back, which I know you love, is Streetmosphere. Just like, yes, because when you rushed everything, you miss, you don't have those magical moments where your kid is involved in something with a character on Main Street. And those are the things that you remember long term, not how many times did I ride this ride. So, yeah, they have uh, even some of the janitors do cool things, cast members, Streetmosphere characters over at Hollywood Studios or some of the the bands or the different acts. So yeah, just take it in, slow down your pace and enjoy it. All right. So number 20, uh, Walt Disney world tours. Sharpie knows much more about the different tours than I do. Uh, I have been, it's been a while. I've been on several over the magic kingdom. Sharpie has been on the majority of them. I've been over at the Epcot at the, the, uh, behind the seeds tour over at animal kingdom, the, uh, what do they call it even? The at Wild Africa Trek. That was cool. Um, so there's a lot of these. So if you've been to Disney, although this is a first-timer list, I don't know if as a first-timer, I don't know if I would take a tour. I might wait till later and I would enjoy other things. But there are a ton of really cool tours. So it feels like you could go back over and over again and learn all kinds of cool stuff. Anything else on tours, Sharpie? Uh, always be sure to plan ahead. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the, the, those yeah, uh, availability up. can be it's true. kind of out, out there. Um, just make sure, make sure that you plan ahead and know, know what to expect and yeah, where to see it and where to do it. Yep. True. Oh, 21. This is a, this is a hidden gem. If you haven't been before. Mobile ordering. I love this completely changed the quick service dining experience at the Walt Disney world resort. You used to get in these long lines, elbow to elbow, two lines right next to each other. Yep. It was chaotic. Yep. 
you, you, oftentimes you couldn't see the menu from very far back. So you had to wait till you were almost up to the front, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing it with kids, then you had the kids there and, you know, kids just, they're not real great at deciding what they want to eat. And mm-hmm. they're basing it off of pictures and they don't understand things. And especially if you have little tykes that, that don't read really well, you have to do all, all sorts of descriptions and help them understand what they're ordering uh, and what the options are. It's, mobile ordering is so great. Yeah. You can sit down on a quiet ledge or bench or next to a waterfall that's so relaxing and just flip through your phone, look at the menu, walk through all those options. And you can do this when you arrive at the park first thing in the morning. You can get your order in, have it set for a specific pickup time, mm-hmm. uh, and then stress-free, you walk up to the restaurant at the time, you tap, yes, I'm here, I have arrived. Uh, and they'll prepare your food and you go to a specific pickup location. They'll even give you the number of the stall where you go to pick up and you walk away with your food. It's so good. No waiting in line, yep. no crowds, no elbow to elbow, no meltdowns because there's nothing on the menu that your kid wants to eat. So much better. So much better. Yeah. So much of a better dining experience. And you can you can customize through the app. Um, you don't have to make the decision. Are we all getting drinks? Are we getting desserts? That decision can be made far away from the stress and the chaos. Yep. I often don't do well in really stressful and chaotic and really noisy uh, situations like that. I don't when, either. When I'm making decisions or trying to remember details. If someone had told me what they wanted to order, the ability to do it outside the restaurant. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Normally I'm there. I've got Brooke. She can't make up her mind. There's like 40 people in line behind me. So I'm stressed because we've been waiting already and she still hasn't made up her mind. And you're trying to order and then she won't say anything. Oh, but now you can just do it while you're waiting in line for a ride. Yep. Figure it out. You're go ride your waiting ride. Waiting in line for yeah. the carousel. And all of a sudden you yep. just, just, I you're just also, ordered lunch. Yep. And then you walk up there, like Sharpie said, and it's amazing. You've already paid for it. So you don't even have to do that. And then you just walk up and get your food. And then you sit down while everybody else looks at you like, how in the world did they do that? Because I've been standing in this line in the sun (laughs) forever. (laughs) It's like one of those nice things that a lot of people still haven't figured out yet. All right. So mobile ordering. Great idea. Number 22. We talked about this a little bit. So we'll go real quick here. So. Uh, it's just knowing what else is going on before you book your vacation. So we did talk about time of year, you know, you're like, Oh, no one's going during Christmas. Uh, yeah, they are. So know when to go. But also we talked a little bit about like Epcot festivals. Maybe there's a cheer competition going on. So the parks are going to be full of cheerleaders or there's a marathon going on. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things over at the, uh, wide world of sports. I don't even know if that's what it's still called over at ESPN. Um, that might add to, or, or might not add to park attendance. So just kind of have a feeler out of what's happening during the time you want to go. 23 Sharpie. Don't make dining reservations. Fly by the seat of your pants. Same day. <laughs> They're available. You're going to find something to eat somewhere. 
It may not be exactly what you want. It may not be exactly where you want it, but take the luck of the draw. Plan as you go. Take what's available. Uh, I did this uh, on a trip in October and frankly had some of the best meals I'd ever had because it was things that I'd, I'd, I'm i like a comfort food seeker, so I want to find something that I know I like, but it forced me to challenge my uh, challenge my palate, and I I enjoyed every meal. It was fantastic. Yeah, and some sometimes uh, there might be a reservation that cancels. So if you didn't book something or for a certain day, or you couldn't get it earlier on, uh, take a look in the app, see what's available. Uh, Twenty four kind of also goes off of that, which is uh, everyone always thinks of the parks, but you should also think of Disney Springs. Disney Springs is amazing. Tons of places to eat over there for food if you want quick service, sit down, little uh, food trucks and little kiosks, uh, as well as the resorts. You can get to a lot of the resorts by the Skyliner that you couldn't get to before. You can get to the monorail resorts. So lots of different dining options. And then, uh, and some of those aren't, aren't crowded for lunch because everybody's in the park. All right. So that was 24 as well as 23. We're up to 25 Sharpie. What do you got? You can bring snacks and drinks into the park. You can do a, a, like a soft-sided cooler bag. Anything. Save you're, some money. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to bring food into the parks. That's something that a lot of people are surprised to learn or find out is that you're free to pack a picnic lunch and bring it into the park. Uh, big stipulation is you shouldn't bring glass into the parks. Um, and you cannot bring loose ice in a cooler. Uh, so if you have a Ziploc bag full of ice, uh, that's completely fine. Uh, or if you have like a, a, a zip, zip top bag, uh, any, anything like that, um, or like the refreezable ice packs, you can do that. Uh, you just cannot have loose ice in your cooler because it is subject to search and it's tough for security to, Mm -hmm. search your ice in a sanitary fashion. This so is true. Hmm. It has to be in, you can have loose ice in a Ziploc bag or other, other watertight container. Uh, and uh, you could also do a freezer pack. So bring, you can bring drinks into the park. Something that I like to do is put a uh, refillable water bottle in the freezer overnight uh, in the room, freeze about an inch and a half to two inches of water in the bottom of the bottle that way you have a huge chunk of ice in your bottle all day and you can refill it. And it usually takes six to eight hours for that big chunk of ice to completely, completely melt away. So it's great, great uh, savings to not be buying yeah. bottles of water in the park that are yes, quite it's true. expensive, especially if you have a family. It's true. So also if you go up to any of the quick service countertops, countertops, any of the quick service locations, you can uh, ask for uh, a cup of water or cups of water and they will give those to you for free. So do that instead of buying the uh, water. So, all right, number 26. Oh, I love to do this because everyone goes to Disney when on their first trip and they just go full on from sun up to sundown and then they get back from their vacation and they're just burnt out. So plan like some downtime, plan a hotel day, especially if you're staying on Disney property. Uh, the hotels are amazing. Like I was even at Port Orleans, which is a moderate. So it's, and you're, I'm just out there walking around while I'm waiting for Lisa and the kids. And 
There's a horse-drawn carriage that goes by with this beautiful horse just walking down. the. It's just the theming is amazing. The pool, there's a boat that goes down the river to Disney Springs. There's definitely a certain level of serenity to it. Yeah, it's like a ama- It's so well-themed. Uh, then I get you get some beignets. So you can just hang out at your hotel, enjoy the pool. And then there's all, all kinds of events. There's movies at night. There's a roasting marshmallows for s'mores that you can get a little kit to do that around the fireplace. There's all kinds of little activities usually going on. There's events going on at the pool. Sometimes there's crafts. So you can definitely make a day of it and kind of relax and exhale for a day and just go to the, go to the hotel, stay there. Oh, this is another fun one. 27 Sharpie. Oh, we did this in July. It's a lot of fun. Always recommend it. We didn't do a bar crawl with it, you know, because I yes. had the three boys with yes. me. But uh, we did a, we uh, did resort hopping. Yeah, uh, we had an early dinner reservation uh, at the Polynesian. Um, we went to the Contemporary, checked things out. We played some games outdoors. We played some ping pong. Uh, just took advantage of the, the the free and open amenities that the resorts have to offer. Uh, you could, you could very easily pick up a snack there if you wanted to. We shopped the gift shops uh, and just kind of took in everything because I really like the gift shops that the, the contemporary has because they have three separate ones mm-hmm. uh, and all three of them are very different. So we had had fun shopping those, the pin selection at the, uh, the Fantasia gifts that's in the middle of uh, the concourse is, is great. I love, uh, they, they always have a great pin selection. Uh, they keep some stock of limited edition pins and special releases there uh, and collector's items. So they have a great, great pin selection there. So you just hop off the monorail, head down to the Grand Canyon concourse, uh, walk around. You could have a drink at the, uh, uh, at the bar there on the yep. concourse, uh, you could grab dessert at the Contempo Cafe, making an evening, uh, take a walk out by the lake. You could definitely go go walk out on the dock there. Uh, perfect, perfect opportunity to kind of take in, take in some of the views uh, and then hop back on the monorail, head over to uh, the Grand Floridian. Uh, from there, of course, you're going to pass the Polynesian first. I was, I, I'm in, I'm in the mindset that we came from the <laughs> Polynesian, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. We shopped, shopped the shops over at the Grand Floridian as well. Yep. Uh, just took took our time and enjoyed the enjoyed the evening. Uh, it was a great way to get settled into the resort at large and kind of take take a couple trips on the monorail and enjoy enjoy what the yeah Magic Kingdom Resort area has to offer. Yeah. So if you're, it's your first time to Disney World, you got to ride the monorail. I don't know why it's still in 2022. The monorail still is the coolest thing to me. It's just so awesome to, you get on, it's just, I don't know. It still feels futuristic. You go to the contemporary where it actually goes through the hotel, which is still cool to this, to this day. It goes in and out of the hotel from one side to the other. Uh, and like Sharpie said, each one of those hotels on there has really fun stuff to do from arcade games, drinks, food, um, the contemporary, then you go over to the Polynesian, you can go to Trader Sam's, uh, if you get a reservation over there, which is a tiki bar, which is awesome. And they have a, a really nice outdoor area. You can get a, uh, 
Dole Whip over there too, over at the Polynesian or Kona uh, Coffee over there. Um, and then the Grand Floridian is amazing, beautiful. They've got a really good lounge. I still haven't been to that lounge, but everyone tells me how good it is. I, I need to go. Uh, Beauty and the Beast themed lounge up there on the uh, second floor. It is great. I need to, I need to get over there. They used to have, um, uh, uh, what was it? Now I can't, uh, not Victorian Alberts. That is, that's there as well. The, um, Meisner's lounge, mm-hmm. but Meisner's lounge has now been turned into the, uh, new beauty and the beast theme over there. But yeah, so you, uh, all three amazing hotels, plus you get to ride the monorail. Uh, and you can, if, if you're not staying at any of those hotels, you can still get on the monorail and still uh, hotel hop and, and enjoy walking around the hotels, do a little window shopping. Or if you're, if you're there with a bunch of adults, you can do a, they kind of do a pub crawl and you can go from lounge to lounge on the monorail or have uh, an appetizer at at one uh, resort and maybe a dessert at another. Yeah. It's, it's a fun way to, fun way to do it. So let's see here. 28, I'll go real quick. Uh, pins. So you can buy pins. You can buy them there. You can buy them on eBay. You can trade pins. And then you can trade pins. And they, during uh, the pandemic, they had just like pin boards where you would put the pin or put it in a box and pick a pin and they would sterilize the pins. But now they're uh, actually bringing back, I believe, the uh, cast members who will have pins on mm-hmm. lanyards. And then you can trade them with the cast member and talk to the cast members and get to know people. And my kids always find really cool pins. Uh, it's been a while since we've done it, but when they were younger, they loved doing it and they would get, I would give them 10 pins to go with and they would trade them. And it was just a fun thing to do and keep them involved. Uh, especially if you're walking around like world showcase at Epcot, they've got something to do. So 29 Sharpie. So if you're roaming around looking at your phone all day, my Disney experience and your dining reservations yep. and your room key card and yep. all that stuff's built right into your phone. Uh, your phone's going to go dead. And it's going to do it pretty fast in, in most instances because you're out and about. It's switching from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi and losing connection and gaining connection. You have to have the brightness turned way up because you're out in the Florida sun. You're going to need a power bank. You're going to need some way to recharge your phone during the day. Uh, your if your phone is equipped with the ability to go into a power save or a battery save mode, do yourself a favor and turn that on first thing in the morning, uh, unless you are waiting on notifications. Because uh, on some phones, if you turn the power saver on, uh, you will not receive push notifications. You have to go into the menus very specifically and turn those back on to override the power function. Uh, so just make sure you're aware, like say, for instance, if you're doing a virtual queue and you need to receive uh, a notification from an app or a text message, just make sure that that you're you're aware of, of that. But I always, first thing in the morning, as soon as I wake up, I always turn my phone into power save mode mm. and it helps preserve the battery life as much as possible yep. uh, because it stops automatic updates of emails and stuff like that. So if, if you're having to watch or monitor an email account for your work, while you're on vacation, again, not recommended because it does stop all of that kind of kind of push and pull that happens in the background on your phone. Uh, but if you're free and clear uh, to to avoid all external communication and you want to put your brain into vacation mode, 
go ahead and and turn the battery saver on, uh, save your power, but make sure you have a battery bank packed uh, because it's really hard at restaurants to find a place to plug your phone in. They don't have many plugs in restaurants. Yeah. Uh, just just be sure that you you're aware of battery drain and how quickly that happens. Uh, one good option is the fuel rod option. Uh, and that's where if you purchase it in the park at Disney uh, or from any fuel rod location, for that matter, you can trade out your spent fuel rod, which is a, just a USB plug in device that juices up your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can trade it at the kiosk for a nominal fee and it's it will give you a completely fresh and recharged uh recharged battery bank and your fuel rod. So if, if, if you remember way back in the day, uh, you had free unlimited uh, lifetime they're, charges they're, and refreshes. They're back to free. Are they? Yeah. I just did it when I was over at Port Orleans. I had one from years ago and I, well, I never used you were, them. You were, I was on the free plan. So maybe it knows, but how would it know? You but, enter your email address. Oh, I didn't enter. But but at the at the fuel rod thing, I just put the thing in and then hit the button and then it gives me another one. You know what I mean? I don't know how it knows because you it used to that that's that's see another one of those changes that, that it happens. might yeah because I did it over at Port Orleans a couple of weeks ago and I never use I used them years ago and then I stopped using them and then I have like three of them sitting here so I brought one I mean so I I like to bring a big battery thing. And then, it, you know, you can charge two phones with it and it lasts forever and you don't have to worry, but then it's heavy. So I was like, I got these little fuel rods. I'll bring one. And, uh, and we made a video of swapping it out, which got like, it's on the, I think it's on our mouse chat Instagram account. It's got like 60,000 views of Brooke showing how to swap it out. But, um, basically you put it in the top and you hit the button and another one falls out the bottom and that was it. But I, yeah, I heard that you know, cause it was unlimited and then people, then they charted the charge and people were getting angry cause they're like, I bought this as unlimited. So maybe they, so it either knows or it, um, or they're just free for the swap out. I've heard also you can buy them cheaper off property somewhere else. Like maybe at the airport, instead of spending the $30, maybe they're 20 or 25 and then use and them. You can also, uh, purchase them at malls and things like that. Oh, okay. and sometimes you will find, uh, coupon codes. Oh, cool. Uh, to, to, to redeem. Uh, I've even seen a Groupon before, uh, mm. where you purchase in advance and then you just enter your coupon code at the kiosk mm, cool. and it gives it to you there. Uh, so the advantage, yeah, there, is there to, are ways to yeah. do it cheaper than, than buying it than the 30 because they are more expensive at Disney. Yeah. I mean, for me, the only thing was it was light and, um, and it gave me like one charge. Um, yep. and then you can find, and then there, the, the little kiosks are all over the parks and there's one in each resort. So it's pretty easy to swap it. You just have to, you know, and I'm always usually with somebody who's like, Oh, I got to swap my fuel rod. So it's just a different way of doing it. Um, if you want to carry something that's a little lighter. All right. Number 30, we made it Sharpie. There it is. Number 30 is just a pretty basic one. I should have put a better one for number 30. Next time we do this. I'll reorder these. So number 30, now that characters are back and they're not just uh, uh, glances of characters or whatever, whatever they used to call them. Like, uh, I don't even remember. They're like, not, they weren't like characters. I don't know. Maybe they were like sightings. Yeah. 
I the, I can't like, even. There were like peak and peak and booze or something. I don't remember. It was like two words that basically meant that uh, the characters are going to be here, but they're going to be far away. Um, character glances. Anyways, so now that they're back and you can actually take photos with them, uh, make sure you bring an autograph book and a nice large pen so they can actually. So if they have a a big fluffy Winnie the Pooh hand or whatever, they can hold on to it and sign it for you. But yeah, so make sure you bring it on and you can uh, buy them. You can even get them cheaper, like at Walmart or something like that. So you don't have to buy the expensive one over at uh, Walt Disney World at the gift shop. You have any others, Sharpie? Or is that going to wrap it up? We got, that was our 30. That wraps it up. That was pretty good. So if you're going for your first time, you should, you have a lot of stuff. Hopefully at least one of these things you didn't know. You got a good tip in there if you made it through the hour plus show. And hopefully you uh, have, uh, we gave you something to do while you were on your Peloton or your Tonal or uh, at the gym. So, all right. So next week, Lisa, hopefully, I believe Lisa will be back and we'll uh, have another show. Until then, if you have not joined our Facebook group, what's taking you so long? Get over there. Join our Facebook group. Sharpie's in there. I'm in there. Lisa's in there. And tons of other Disney fans and people planning Disney family vacations are in there. And if you have questions, it's easier to just ask them in there and either we will answer them or we have a ton of really good Disney mouse chatters that are in there that answer questions and, uh, and, and uh, give advice as well. So got a good group in there. So just go to Facebook, search for the mouse chat fan community. We will add you. Uh, it's free. And then you can keep up with everything Disney without all the craziness of everything else going on in the world. So yeah, or you can go to comments at mousechat.net, send us a, an email. We can talk to you that way. One-on-one uh, -on -one. also just get with Sharpie. Sharpie can help you with all of these things that we just went over and book a Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise adventures by Disney universal, Royal Caribbean, whatever you're looking at doing, uh, as a single person, as a group, as a family, as a business trip, as a honeymoon, as a wedding, whatever you want to do. Sharpie has done it many, many times and can get you taken care of. All right, I guess that's it. Next time you get to hear Lisa's sexy, sultry voice instead of me. <laughs> <It's gonna be laughs> nice. And uh, in her script, her script on ending the show is a little cleaner than mine off the cuff so uh thanks for joining oh wait and uh we're, we uh, want to thank pixie vacations for sponsoring the podcast thanks for joining us and join us again next week on mouse chat <laughs>